So how do we turn conflicts into conversations? Join us for part two of the conversation on today's episode of Incremental Health Tips. Welcome back to Incremental Health Tips. My name is Jared, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Liz. Last week, we started a discussion on, and we overviewed five tips for how to turn conflicts into conversations with your partner, because conflict is one of the leading causes that relationships fail, or one of the leading reasons people say, anyways. So, Liz, uh... Just for just a quick review, what inspired you to write these tips? So one of the things that I recognized is that people very often get into conflicts and sometimes they lose track of what it is they're arguing about. And instead of talking about the actual issue, they end up arguing about the way the issue is being discussed. And so I thought having a framework for how to be able to address these issues would really be able to help people get out of that pattern. And just to remind our listeners that these tips are not intended for those who are in potentially abusive relationships. These are for your everyday conflicts. Uh, remember that uh, advice, especially in rela- in regards to relationships and mental health generally is not one size fits all. So these are things you can try, but remember that uh, what works for one person isn't going to necessarily work the same way for you. Yeah, I mean, one of the reasons why it's good to see a therapist is because sometimes, depending on the situation, what's recommended in one situation could actually be dangerous in another situation. So it's important to keep that in mind. All right. So with that in mind, uh, we'll just jump right into it. Uh, So tip number six is to stay calm. So why should you stay calm? You're, You're upset and you're right. And so why stay calm about it? Well, I think as emotions get heated, people are more likely to say things that are hurtful and then regret what they have said. So I think no matter what's said, it's helpful to use phrases like, could you say that with kindness? Or do you want to try that again? Because those can be cues for slowing things down and getting your partner to rethink something that they've said that maybe they didn't say it in the best way because they're starting to get emotional. And depending on the context as well, you might use this as an opportunity to take one of those breaks yeah. and, and say, can we, can we come back and discuss this uh, maybe after dinner? Um, that may be a really good way to calm down. Um, I have had friends who uh, have called me very upset and one of the first questions I'll ask is, uh, how much sleep did you get last night? Or when was the last time you ate? And if, as long as they're not like in a crisis, uh, I'll tell them, well, okay, go have dinner and then let's talk. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's one of those things, even for myself, I'm like, okay, when's the last time I've eaten? You know, if you're getting into an argument right before dinner, um, 
it, the best indication could be that you both need to sit down and eat and allow your your body to process that food before you talk about the issue because if you're hungry you're probably more likely to have an unproductive conversation okay so tip number seven is to try again so take us through that yeah so i think sometimes the way that we phrase things initially might not be the best way we phrase them you know even doing recordings for this, sometimes we've got to try again because the first way we did it isn't the best way. So if you find yourself thinking, wow, I can't believe that just came out of my mouth, then, you know, you've, you should apologize for it and take some time to calm down. And if you're so upset that you can't get out a full statement, you can talk about um, having short cues like stop or try again to use as signal cues to to help recognize those heated moments well as well sometimes saying things in different ways can be more effective at helping somebody understand the point um, uh, a lot of psychology on learning and a lot of um, psychologists who look at instructional design will look at different ways and different mechanisms psychologically by which people remember information or or are more likely to remember information so in the same way as we're trying to communicate with others sometimes by by expressing our point of view in multiple ways that might help them better understand where we're coming from yeah and a lot of times people think that in order to resolve an issue you have to resolve it right there that second but Sometimes, you know, as the theme of our show is incremental steps, um, you know, sometimes conversations are resolved over time and having a conversation on a regular basis and working through it slowly is what's needed for a specific issue. All right. So tip number eight um, is it's blue. So tell us what that means. So. Yeah, so this is one of the things that we learned when we were in pre-marriage counseling. And our pastor told us that him and his wife got into an argument about paint color. And ultimately, they were able to agree on it's blue. And so it's blue became a signal phrase for them that I think we're saying the same thing. We're just using different words for it. So I think also taking the time to recognize that you may have more common ground than you think you do can really be an important point. And common ground is really important when you're trying to um, focus and meet the same goals. Because if you don't have any common ground, then you're not going to get very far. But if you both have the same goal, in resolving the conflict, you're much more likely to start. Well, you're more you're more likely to effectively address the conflict if you start from a point of view of here's what we agree on. Yeah, and one reason marriage counseling can actually be quite helpful is that the therapist can help couples see where that common ground is because sometimes people have a hard time recognizing it. All right, so tip number nine is to get clarification. So can you take us through that? Yeah, so if you're feeling like you and your spouse are miles apart on an issue, 
You might ask something like, what do you mean when you say, and then fill in the blank on whatever it is that you're talking about. Because sometimes we assume that we know what the other person's saying, and we might actually be using the same word in a different way. And so I've noticed this come up a lot of times when people are having a conversation on gender differences, that they can start to think in ways where they're not really understanding each other. And this misunderstanding, you know, it's almost like you have to rehab the conversation from the beginning because something got missed at the beginning. And so learning to recognize I'm not quite getting this or this doesn't make sense, what's going on in this conversation, and looking at, well, what is it you mean when you're saying this? It can help you focus. Another really great way to get clarification is to read back to people what you are understanding from what they're saying. Just contextualizing that, though, you need to make sure that they understand that's what you're doing. Because if you read something, read back your understanding in a way that comes across as you making an accusation, that's not going to help the conflict. But by saying, so I'm hearing you say this, is this what you mean? And so, because you may not be able to pinpoint a particular word or phrase that you need clarification on. Sometimes you just need to read back the gist of the idea to them. And that can be a really great way to receive clarification, I find. Um, so then moving on to our final tip is that disagreeing is okay. So take us through that. Yeah, I, I think sometimes people can get lost in the fact that it is possible to disagree and still get along. Um, you know, it's a really important point is that you don't always have to agree on things. It's okay for people to have a difference of opinion. It's okay for people to have different perspectives on things. And just trying to figure out how to come to an agreement on the things that you need to agree on while still disagreeing, it can really help broaden your perspective on, uh, you know, being teachable and being tolerant. Well, so this is an issue that I can spend a really long time talking about. Uh, part of my, um, you know, part of what I studied in graduate school is uh, how people disagree and how conflicts bear out and is a variety of perspectives helpful or hurtful uh, to group performance. And generally speaking, synthesizing a lot of the research, it, disagreeing is actually really good people who have different perspectives tend to make better decisions when they have the same goal. So that that's the key thing, though, is when you have the same goal and you have different perspectives, you actually have more information, which can be useful depending on, you know, depending on this, the decision you're making or the, the goal that you have. Um, you know, there's the old, the old saying in business that if two people on a in an organization's team agree then one of them is is redundant so uh, disagreeing is okay and it, it actually can really add a lot of depth to your relationship dynamics and it helps you explore other points of view and so 
I could go on and on about that. We'll for sure talk about that in future episodes. But that's all the time we have for today. Thank you very much for listening. If you enjoy our content, please consider liking, sharing, and subscribing. We upload new full podcast episodes every Tuesday at 11 p.m. Eastern. And please consider also checking out our website at www.incrementalhealthtips.com.